Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everyone? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime on a Sunday night. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net will dive right into the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let's talk about the Cowboys because big news dropped tonight, uh, earlier today, actually, not tonight. But as you might know, and we went over this last week, Monday is the NFL deadline for franchise players to sign a multi-year contract extension with their respective teams. So Tony Pollard had until Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, the league's end of the day, to reach a multi-year contract with the Cowboys. If both parties failed to reach an agreement, then that meant Tony Pollard, I mean, that means Tony Pollard is going to play the 2023 NFL season under the franchise tag. And according to the latest ESPN report, that is the path that we are headed towards because according to Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, and I quote the Cowboys and running back Tony Pollard, barring a late change, are not expected to reach a deal by Monday's 4 p.m. franchise stack deadline. This is, again, via Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. So first and foremost, are you surprised or not surprised? Let me know in the chat at this particular report on the Cowboys and Tony Pollard. Now, to be very clear here, for those of you who are maybe not as familiar with everything that, uh, with everything relating to NFL contracts and everything, Pollard is going to play, obviously, the 2023 NFL season with the Cowboys because he's going to play it through the franchise tag that will earn him just over $10 million dollars Fully guaranteed, by the way. But are you surprised or not surprised that the Cowboys and running back Tony Pollard are not reaching a contract extension? Let me know in the chat. Katharina says surprised over at Facebook. Lance says not surprised. Charlene and Mark Andrew also go with no surprised. Toxic Tom is just clapping right now. He is celebrating. Awesome videos says Jonathan. Thank you so much for tuning in, man. Toxic Tom, though, says, although he is clapping, he says, surprised. Dallas loves to pay running backs. Thought they would make the same mistake for the third time in 20 years. Gilbert, however, says, not surprised. I'm going to go with no surprised, too. I know that we are still recovering from that 2019 decision when the Cowboys decided to extend 
Ezekiel Elliott to a multi-year contract extension that they ended up regretting because they did. That's why they moved on from Ezekiel Elliott this very offseason. But now they decide to pass on Tony Pollard for now. Again, he is locked for the 2023 NFL season. He will be earning $10.1 million for the year, fully guaranteed because it's a franchise tag. But I'm not surprised that the Cowboys not taking the long-term route with Pollard for now. Because remember, they can negotiate a new deal, obviously, in 2024 when Pollard phases that 2024 undraft, uh, excuse me, free agency status. They will be able to negotiate then. And maybe if the Cowboys feel right about it, they can reach a deal. And we'll talk about what the running back market could look like then in a few moments here. But I think that the fact that they moved on from Ezekiel Elliott and the fact that they didn't reach an extension before placing the tag on Pollard hinted a little bit at the fact that an extension with Pollard was unlikely. And even more so when you look at their long to-do list, which includes Trevon Diggs getting him extended, CeeDee Lamb getting him extended, the same for Dak Prescott, and then way down the road maybe, but Micah Parsons in 2024, you'll also have to take care about that. So I it never felt like Pollard was one of the top priorities for Dallas this offseason. Now, is it the right move? Is it the wrong move? That's where it can get a little bit tricky. And that's where we get into the whole conversation about what it means or what it doesn't mean. And personally, I want to put two main points on the table. Number one, Pollard is pretty darn good. Now, when I say that, I'm talking about potentially top 10 running back in the NFL, even though we have not seen him be a feature back in the league yet in his career. He hasn't been the feature back, except from a one-week instance or two-week instance where he has stepped in for Ezekiel Elliott, especially last year. But ESPN actually polled executives, coaches, and scouts and they asked them to rank the best running backs in the NFL, and Pollard cracked into the top 10. This means that the decision makers of the league see Pollard not only as a legitimate starting running back, but they see him as a top 10 player at the position. And I think that the reason for that, as you might agree with me probably, because we watch the same football team every Sunday, that's mainly because of how explosive Pollard is, because of the burst that he provides. He might not be a super power back, but he's a guy that can make something out of nothing sometimes. And when the Cowboys use him in space, and even between the tackles, which has been such an underrated part of Pollard's game, he's been able to make plays and have explosive runs at a much higher rate than Ezekiel Elliott did. Pollard has been one of the most explosive backs in the NFL. And in a league in which the value of running backs is in a steady decline, one thing is still very valued, and I think that is explosiveness. And Pollard provides that to your team. However, however, I think that this is not only 
a Cowboys decision. Like the Cowboys are not making this decision based on what they see in Pollard. And they're not making this decision just based on what they see in this running back that they have in their ranks. If you are the Cowboys and you're looking at whether or not extending your running back, forget about the name for now, forget about the fact that we are discussing Tony Pollard here. You would do this for every position, but you're looking at the market and you're looking at, okay, what are NFL teams doing with their guys? And this is where I want to get into the fact that they all agree. We talked about NFL decision makers ranking Pollard inside the top 10 of the best running backs in the league. Let me share with you a stat that has blown my mind all of today because I noticed it this very morning. Out of that top 10 of running backs that executives, coaches, and scouts put together through an anonymous ESPN poll, out of those top 10 running backs, seven of them are not signed beyond 2023. Because Josh Jacobs is in there, who is under the franchise tag with the Raiders. We'll see if he reaches an extension, but it's not expected. Dalvin Cook is in that list, and he's a free agent. He has not been signed by any NFL team, even though the Vikings cut him, and he's a free agent, which you can provide a whole new contract. You can set your own terms. Jonathan Taylor is on that list. He's under contract just for 2023. Saquon Barkley is under the franchise tag. He's also on that list. Austin Eckler on that list. Tony Pollard is on that list. And I am missing one guy. Uh, not entirely sure who am I missing. I tweeted about this, though, earlier today. But what I'm trying to, to say with all this is NFL teams are not out there trying to pay their running backs, no matter how good they are. Derrick Henry is the other one. Derrick Henry is the other one um, from the Tennessee Titans. He's just signed for 2023. So if you are the Cowboys, why are you in such a hurry? Why would you be in such a hurry to pay Pollard? Just see where it goes. See where the market goes. Because next year, all of these guys, the best guys in the business, are going to be facing potentially free agency or potentially a franchise tag or stuff like that. But you're not going to be in a situation in which running backs are going to be asking for tons and tons of millions of dollars. They're not going to be trying to reset the market because there's going to be a lot of them nearing and approaching the market. Assuming that no deal gets done over the next 12 hours or so, and then it's going to be more than 12 hours. Sorry about my bath math, but you know what I mean. Before tomorrow's deadline to reach a long-term extension, I don't think that Jacobs, Barkley, or or Tony reaching a, a light last-minute extension with their teams. I don't think so. And Connor Hughes tweeted about this on Twitter. He's a reporter for the New York Giants, and he tweeted about the, uh, something similar over the weekend. He put out a tweet that said, why would the Giants be looking at paying Saquon Barkley where, when 31 other teams are not paying their running backs this kind of money? Why would the Giants feel like they need to pay Saquon Barkley? And then wide receiver Darius Slayton for the New York Giants quoted that tweet. And he said, this is like saying, 
that you wouldn't get your wife a wedding ring because 31 other men decided she wasn't worth it. And listen, I'm all for real life analogies. I like them. I like comparing sports to real life, but that is not it. That is not it because as Connor Hughes said, there is no salary cap in love. Now, would the Cowboys be able to manipulate the salary cap? Sure. The Giants would also be able to do that with Saquon Barkley. Heck, for 2023, it would even serve the Cowboys to extend Tony Pollard because they would get to lower Pollard's cap number for the season. But they would still be attaching themselves to Pollard. They would be giving up some flexibility and they would be guaranteeing him more money than he already has when you don't know how healthy he's going to look like following that ankle injury. But forget even forget about the injury. I don't think that Pollard and running backs are going to have a ton of leverage by the time we get to next year. And again, and again, does this suck for running backs? Yes, because it's not their fault. Like these players that we're talking about, again, they are the best of the best. We're talking about running backs that are in the top 10 of the league. They are doing their part. It's not anything against them. But the direction that the game has taken tells you that the passing game is kink and that running backs are more... Listen, I don't want to say replaceable. I don't want to say that running backs are replaceable because no player really is. Each, each one brings a different value to each team. Some might be more of a power back. Some might be more of a explosive type player like Pollard is. But I'm going to say this. They are more replaceable than other players are at other positions are. And we know that because of stats like EPA, stats like wins above replacement, the difference between a top-tier running back and an average running back is not that big as compared to the ones that you see at a cornerback, at wide receiver. At a quarterback, obviously, you're talking about the biggest difference between having an average quarterback and an elite quarterback. That's like where the biggest difference will always be. But numbers do not lie. And this is a position where teams are figuring out that if you're trying to optimize to build the best team you can with your resources, then paying your running back big time money isn't a good idea. And I'll be even more specific than that. I will say committing yourself over the long term with a running back is what's a bad idea. Because no, I don't think that paying Pollard $10.1 million in 2023 is going to be bad. I mean, the Cowboys have cap space. It's not really going to be that big of a deal for 2023. But if we were talking about locking a commitment for this and then two more seasons, for example, that could be where the problem could be, right? Like the fact that you would not have flexibility in case the running back goes from hero to zero, like it has happened again and again and again. Pretty much every NFL team that has given their running backs, a big-time contract, has regretted it. We saw it, with David, we, we saw it with David Johnson. We saw it with Todd Gurley. We saw it with a lot of players. Ezekiel Elliott was one of them. It's, it's one of those things that they're not as durable as other positions are. And it kind of sucks, again, because I, uh, 
what I keep coming back to is the fact that they can do anything else about it. Again, these are top 10 players that we're talking about at their position. And still NFL teams are not giving them the respect, at least not financially speaking. I'm not even sure if the Cowboys end up signing Pollard after 2024. I think that there is a real risk that this is Pollard's last year with Dallas, honestly. And it will depend on what Pollard is looking for. It depends on where the running back market is next year. Maybe the Cowboys feel like they can get a cheaper pickup with more or less the same level in the market in 2024. We'll see. For now, though, we will get to enjoy Tony Pollard for another year because he will play in 2023 with the Cowboys. Anyways, I asked you if you were surprised or not surprised. Now I'm going to ask you one more thing. Is what we're seeing with NFL teams and their running backs fair or unfair? Let me know in the chat. And while you do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net. And then we'll move on to some other NFL news. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the people that bring primetime to you. Freeman Mazda, you can check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over at their car dealership in Irving, Texas. Or you can check them out on their website at Freeman Mazda. And I love the website because you can go on there and you can see every vehicle. You can see the features of every car as well as pictures of the inside and outside of the vehicles. You can get a free quota. Check out FreemanMazda.net and the ride of the week, which this time we are moving on to 2024 because we are looking at the 2024 Mazda CX-90 3.3 Turbo Preferred Plus All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $48,020. It's got Apple CarPlay and, slash and Android Auto. You don't need an, a key to entry it because it's got a keyless entry. Sunroof and monitor and rear air conditioning. You can check it out over at freemanmazda.net. What do you think? Is it fair or unfair what we're seeing with running backs in the NFL? Toxic Tom says it's neither fair nor unfair. It's the market. Like Dunder Mifflin being upset that people don't use as much paper, the norms change. And I get it. I get that point. I get that point that, you know, value is value and and NFL teams will dictate it. I'm going to go with unfair, though. And I'll, I'll explain myself here in a moment. Gregory says it's unfair. Lance says it's totally unfair, but it's the reality. Shelf life is not long for many running backs. It sucks. Katharina says, to me, it is unfair. But the way you explained it makes a lot of sense, Mo. Thank you. Toxic says, like being upset that people aren't shopping at actual stores and use Amazon. Times change. Gilbert says unfair. Inez Gomez is unfair. Mark Andrew goes with fair. I totally see Toxic's point, though. And deep down, my objective self and my finance guy self agrees with Toxic. Like, it's just the way it is. And it's what the market says, and period. That's the value. That's the price. Which are not always the same thing. But in this case, like, this is what NFL teams are pricing running backs because that's what the value that they perceive in them. 
But I will say that within the NFL context, it does suck and it is it feels somewhat unfair that pretty much values for every other position are going up. And then you have this weird exception where running back values are going down. And I, I, I've, again, as I said, my objective self knows that it is fair just because it's the way it is and it's what the market says. But within this context in which it's the same quote unquote industry, it's the same league, it's just your position that's going down. I guess it just sucks, as we've said. I mean, it sucks between quotation marks because obviously these guys are getting paid millions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, obviously, they've earned it, though. They're not there because they're lucky or anything like that. They're there because they, they put the work in to be there and they were super talented. But my point being, it just feels a little bit rough for running backs in the NFL right now. I can, I cannot confirm this right now because I didn't actually look at the numbers, but I can guarantee you that those top 10 guys that we talked about earlier, like ESPN put out this type of article for every single position. I am guessing that there is no other position in which seven of the top 10 guys are not locked in for more than one season. Because that is the case for the running backs. For those of you who are just joining the show, the league decision makers listed the top 10 running backs and seven of them are not locked in for over a year with their respective NFL teams. They're all seven of those 10 are signed just for the 2023 season. Let's see what you guys have to say, though, in the chat. Rolando says, Mo, the NFL PA needs to change the running back rookie deal to only two years. So the players can get paid. Go Cowboys, America's team. That's gonna be. That's gonna take. That's gonna take a lot. Uh, I think. Oh man, that would be ideal, obviously, for the players. But I think that asking for that in a negotiation with the NFL would come at such a high price. That's a big negotiating chip that the NFL could really exploit. And I'm not sure if, if, I mean, obviously, union negotiations are always tough, but getting to two years would be something, especially when you look at MLB, especially when you look at MLB and you look at the service years for baseball players, like NFL guys are in a very good spot in that sense. Obviously, though, getting to lower the deals that the years that you are on a rookie deal would be amazing. But then also, and I'm just trying to think out loud here. I'm sorry for this rabbit hole that we might go into. I'm not sure if you put things in a balance, if you are the NFL and you go, okay, the average career in the NFL lasts around three years. That's what studies have found in recent years. That's your average career in the NFL between three and four years. And that's including pretty much the players that we all know, right? That have been in the league for over a decade, for six years, seven years, those established veterans that 
you know, from other teams even, those guys are the exception. The reality is that the majority of a roster is built off of draft picks that sometimes we only see as special teamers, we only see as backups. In average, taking into account all of the NFL players, average career three to four years. What I'm thinking right now is, would that go down if the rookie deal also goes down in length? Maybe I'm maybe maybe this doesn't hold up upon further review with an actual statistical analysis, but I do wonder about that. NFL teams will replace those third-year players, fourth-year players with new draft picks. Would we see a much higher turnover rate is what I'm trying to ask here. If those rookie deals go down to two years. Like, is there a breaking point in that equation where the NFL PA is better off with less than four years, less than four years, but if it gets to two, does it change things? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud again, as I said. I think that could be a very interesting economical type of research. Anthony says, how much more, how much, okay, Anthony says, excuse me, Jerry, how much more money would it make if you let somebody else build a dynasty? That's crazy, Maurice. This is Joey Bella. I think that Joey Vela was talking about the running backs, the, the running backs ranking, I think. Because it is crazy. It is absolutely insane that seven of the best 10 players, in their own opinion, in the, in the opinion of them, of the guys calling the shots, are, are, are not signed beyond 2023. It's crazy. Russell says, Jerry always draws things out forever. And right now, I'm concerned about Trevon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Dak, Micah in 2024. I just want to see them get those deals done. Talk success for just let players enter the NFL straight from high school. I wonder what that looked like, especially with NIL. But anyways, that's the Tony Pollard news, ladies and gentlemen. To, tomorrow is the deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And according to Jeremy Fowler, there is no deal incoming, which means Pollard will be playing under the franchise tag. $10.1 million is what he will earn, fully guaranteed. It comes at a cost. I wanted to mention this before we move on. There, it, it comes with a cost. I think this is the right move for the Cowboys. I think this is good news for the Cowboys. I think it is a smart, mature choice. It comes at a cost, though, and that is... You cannot work Tony Pollard's deal to open up cap space in 2023 anymore. The One of the goals behind an extension would be that the Cowboys would have been able to spread the cap hit a little bit better over a three-year deal or two-year deal or whatever. They're not going to be able to do that. And since it, since it is all fully guaranteed money, there is no restructure that you can do with Pollard's deal or anything like that. So that number is rigid, and the Cowboys cannot work around it at all. That's the cost of not extending Tony Pollard, one of the higher costs. Now, this means more things for the Cowboys, but we can get into them uh, later in the week, perhaps, because I think it, it sets up a very interesting scenario for players like Deuce Vaughn, Malik Davis, I'm not going to include Rojo, but like Rika Dowdle. It sets up 
a long-term battle even, right? Because they're going to be out there fighting for a potential 2024 starting role. Let's see. I just hate the message that it sends across the league, says Gregory. It's a pragmatic choice, says Toxic Tom. Joey Vela says, Mauricio, three sounds believable, but seven, LOL. Yeah, it's, it's not great. I'm actually working on an article on that for EDC Sports for tomorrow. More than one, but yeah. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on a little bit here. And before we get out of here, let's talk about the big NFL news that broke today regarding DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I don't want to brag. I don't want to pat ourselves in the back. But I got to say it because I'm going to. Something's going to happen to me if, if I don't because I'm very proud of this team. But when I say the news that broke today, I'm talking about the news that broke through ADC Sports and Doug Kidd. Vander Hopkins signing with the Titans, first reported by ADC Sports, biggest NFL story of the summer, like Austin Stanley, founder and co-owner of ADC Sports, uh, uh, tweeted out today. Uh, ADC Sports is DeAndreHopkins.com right now. I agree with that. It's a lot of DeAndre Hopkins articles. You can go check it out if you want to read up on that. But DeAndre Hopkins finally signed with a team. I know that Cowboys fans, we, we were not really expecting Hopkins ever to sign with the Cowboys. Maybe at one point we kind of looked at it and we thought, you know what? It could happen because it doesn't sound like Hopkins was going to sign for a lot of money. And then we ended up finding out that the Cowboys were not really in the mix. But anyways, now it is official. He is headed to the Tennessee Titans. And I don't even look at that as a win and indirectly for the Cowboys in any way because the teams that were really contending for his services all seemed to be in the AFC. So it wasn't ever a concern that the Cowboys were going to be really impacted by whatever decision Hopkins made. But still, one of the biggest storylines of the summer in the NFL of the offseason in its entirety, honestly. Hopkins will arrive at a very, very empty wide receiver room in Tennessee because they had Traylon Burks, who had a rough rookie year. We'll see how he does as a sophomore. They had Kyle Phillips, their slot guy, and then Hopkins will fit right in, in there some way, somehow. Ryan Tannehill is likely going to be the guy throwing him passes, but there is also Will Levis who's going to be waiting for his shot in there. And maybe we want to get crazier Malik Willis if he makes it to the cutdown day. Uh, we'll see if that happens because it's not a guarantee at all. Daniel Hopkins was seemingly also looking at the Patriots, but they were not going to give him the financial compensation that Hopkins was looking for Hopkins always looked at a 15 million dollar contract because he was using OBJ's contract with the Ravens as a template he ended up getting 12 per year with the Titans with six more million dollars in incentives that he can earn with several different things that he can he can accomplish like yards among other things he can earn three million in incentives per season and he's going to end up with the Tennessee Titans. I don't think 
I don't think uh, that was a surprise because the betting odds shifted massively last week, earlier this week, actually. But yeah, Hopkins signing with the Titans. And I got to say, I'm so proud of the team over at ADC Sports because we broke the story. And obviously, to see also the follow-up to the breaking of the story, to see all of the work that goes into it. So many posts on, on Hopkins and so many valuable posts to that was so awesome to be a part of and it will continue to be awesome to be a part of it uh starting tomorrow a.m again so i just wanted to share that kind of cool news with all of you because I, I was very excited with it it was very cool anyways let me read some more comments from you and then we'll get out of here what's up regina thank you for joining the show uh, Lance says, D-Hop wants a back more than a rink. Bless his heart. And this is 100% true. Everyone that thought that Hopkins was going to be looking at a contender late in the process was not paying attention because there were a lot of reports out there that indicated that, you know what? Hopkins is not looking for a rink right now. He was always looking for the money. And I will say, he didn't even pretend otherwise. We were just like the first teams that we thought of were, oh, he's going to sign with the Chiefs. He's going to sign with the Bills. Hopkins never, never explicitly said any of that. Some people were going off based on these funny, silly interviews that they, that they, uh, that, that some people did with him in which they asked him like, would you want to play with Dak Prescott? And he kind of reacted with a face. But it was never even a thing in which D-Hop was trying to fool us. I think it was pretty straightforward. He wanted money. I cannot hate a player for that. I cannot. I will respect the heck out of a player that's looking for a ring. I'm going to give them all of my respect. But I am not spending a fraction of a second judging a player seeking some money. <laughs> even less a guy like Hopkins, who has already been one of the best in the NFL for years. And, you know, he's approaching an area in which retirement can start being an option here and there. Uh, maybe not retirement, retirement, but like we are at a point in which we are doubting if Hopkins will be DeAndre Hopkins next year. Like, will he be the same guy? We don't know. So cash in while you can, right? Go to the team that's going to give you the highest number. Toxic Tom says, get as much as you, as you can while your body can take it to all of you. Get your worth. Yeah, man. 100%. 900 million, that's a lot of... <laughs> Danny Savage is going, he's going crazy in the comments. He's going savage. He got Michael Gallup crutch money. <laughs> oh, man, they're killing Hopkins in the comments, apparently. Gregory says, Mo, do you think Dak gets signed before the season starts? I'm going to say yes. I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to waver in that belief. That was one of my offseason predictions. One of my highest conviction rated predictions here on ADC Sports, Dallas Primetime. I'm not going to walk back on that, especially because we did very well on that show. We predicted Ezekiel Elliott's cut. Among, uh, we predicted a big-name wide receiver. Cowboys got Brandon Cooks. So I'm not going to waver on my belief that a contract extension is happening between the Cowboys and Dak before the 2023 season. 
That's where my mind is at. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Sounds like it will be a fun week. And listen, training camp is not that far away. Training camp is not that far away, so we are going to start getting in the mood for training camp. We might do a 53-man roster projection, an updated one. We might do some battle previews. We might do some predictions. Who knows? Maybe even a bold prediction show. Maybe one of those stock market shows too. We'll see. We'll have some fun. Thanks so much for tuning in. Do me a favor though. Hit the like button. Smash the thumbs up. Because remember that every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Thank you to Katharina, Ines. Talk success. Mo, the Yankees are looking great, man. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Shout out to everyone. Thanks so much. See you el día de mañana. Muchísimas gracias. Primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Make sure you check them out and the ride of the week. Adios.